it is important that patients think about what their cultural norms and assumptions of care are before they walk in that, in that doctor's office. By understanding your own specific needs, you're better able to discuss these needs upfront with your physician and receive more personalized care. Preparing for a doctor's visit can feel kind of intimidating. How do we make sure all our questions are being answered and our concerns are being taken seriously? How many of us know how to be effective self-advocates in medical settings? On this episode of the Women's Health Cast, Cheryl Casey Grant shares tips and resources to make sure we're getting the best care. Cheryl is an outreach specialist in the UW Department of OBGYN. From the University of Wisconsin-Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, I'm Jackie Askins, and you're listening to the Women's Health Cast. I am so excited to be joined on the Women's Health Cast today by one of my teammates in the UW Department of OBGYN. I am really excited to welcome Cheryl Casey Grant to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. You're welcome, Jackie. Nice to be here. Um, we've gotten many listener requests for an episode like this, uh, how to like advocate for ourselves in medical settings, how to make sure our questions are getting answered, our concerns are being addressed, and when I thought about, you know, who would be a good guest for this, I, I thought of you immediately. Everything that I've learned about your background and the jobs you've done before you got here made me think Cheryl's going to have some amazing and helpful insights in this area. So before we kind of get into the, the meat of our conversation, can you tell me a little bit about your background and what you did before you joined our department? Sure, Jackie. I previously worked at Quartz Health Insurance where I worked as a Quartz Badger Care Outreach Specialist. Um, I work with members who had quartz badger care insurance. I work with them in the clinic setting as well as in their homes or in the community. I receive referrals from doctors when they had concerns about members' health care needs and their socioeconomical needs. So my job was to um, make contact with the member, meet them where they're at, and try to figure out what um, socioeconomical or um, health care needs that they had that was preventing them from going into the doctor's office. And prior to working at Quartz, I worked at several different nonprofit organizations um, involving human services. I've gotten to hear you talk a few times about some of the work you did at Quartz, and um, I've just always been struck by like the big picture of people's lives that you can see and help them navigate. And it made me feel like you can help me work through some of the concerns or questions that I have about how to like stand up for myself in a medical setting. Um, I'm wondering, like in particular, what do you think it is about this like medical setting, being in a doctor's office or going to a clinic visit that can make advocating for ourselves or standing up for ourselves feel so challenging sometimes? There are many reasons patients may be afraid to speak up when they go to the doctors. They may have had a negative experience with a previous doctor, or they may feel like there isn't enough time to discuss everything. Some patients worry they will sound like they are challenging their doctor's authority by raising concerns. The doctor's office can also be an intimidating environment, especially a first visit with a new doctor or even a specialist. As patients, it is not always clear that things like communicating who they are and what they need are important things to share with their doctors. Sometimes patients aren't aware that who they are, their living circumstances, their background, their cultural norms really do impact health outcomes. 
In a physician's relationships with the patient, many patients are afraid to tell their doctors about their living circumstances for fear of being judged. So you just mentioned how, you know, every part of our identities, our lived experience can affect our health outcomes. Um, so this is something I think about when I'm coming into a doctor's visit. So I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert in the medical topic that I have a question about. But, you know, I am an expert in my own life, my own body, my what's normal for me and the circumstances that I'm bringing into this appointment. Um how do I make sure that in this conversation, in this interchange, my expertise, I'm not a doctor, but I am an expert in Jackie and what's going on with me. How do I make sure that, you know, my expertise or how do we make sure our expertise is being respected and considered while we're working through these issues with our healthcare teams? Well, as a patient, we need to be aware that we are engaging in an interaction with another person. And sometimes, like in all human interactions, there can be miscommunications and misunderstandings. If we have concerns and we feel things are at risk, it's important that we self-advocate by asking for clarification to ensure total understanding and respect. You know yourself better than your doctor does. Sharing as much information as possible, even if it doesn't seem relevant, opens the lines of communication and gives your doctor a holistic view of health and circumstances. Don't feel embarrassed or shame to advocate for yourself so you can get the care you need and deserve. For physicians, learning more about a patient's social determination of health, such as their education, employment, social economic status, and living circumstances is important because these factors can affect health care access and quality and outcomes. So it's just not important for um, us to be aware of certain things. It's important for the doctors to also be aware certain things. Um, for example, many physicians recommend that patients modify their diets. This can be difficult for patients who have food insecurities and are unable to access high quality or nutrition foods or whose culture norms make their modifications difficult. If you're upfront with your physician about your circumstances, your physician will be better able to help you find solutions or resources that work for you. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so you just shared a few, I think, good examples of what being an effective advocate can look like then in an appointment. So, um, you know, giving lots of background, talking very openly and honestly about our concerns and our experiences. Um, are there other ways that you know, effectively advocating for ourselves with our healthcare teams can look or other other things that we can do to be good advocates while we're in those conversations? Um, I want to talk about the physicians first. Physicians need to recognize each patient as a unique individual. This includes getting to know who they are, learning about their needs, beliefs, and cultural experiences, as well as understand the patient's healthcare goals. It is important that patients think about what their cultural norms and assumptions of care are before they walk in that, in that doctor's office. By understanding your own specific needs, you're better able to discuss these needs upfront with your physician and receive more personalized care. As a patient, remember that you have options. If you feel like your physician is not listening to you or addressing your concerns, it is not a bad thing 
for you to ask someone to come with you to the doctor's appointment um, to better understand your interaction between you and your physician, especially if you feel like you're not being respected. Nurses can help fill gaps in understanding, but there are also staff members within the healthcare facility who are there to ensure positive patient experience. And that's what my role was at Quartz Insurance, was to be an advocate for, for my patients, going into the doctor's office, making sure that they truly understand what the procedures are, what the doctors are asking of them, what their healthcare uh, concerns or needs are. Lots of times patients would just shake their head and say, yeah, I, I understand, but they really don't. Um, is it also important to discuss who else you want to include when making lifestyle or health decisions, such as a family member, companion, a spiritual advisor? Cultural, religious, and spiritual norms can affect everything from diet, activity level, to discussion around surgery. Even a, a, a blood transfusion can be very important. If you have concerns and you feel like you are not being heard, there are advocates within the healthcare system that you can look to for help. There's also patient resources where you can go to with, with concerns about um, your doctor or the care that you're getting. You can ask for the patient rights document that's given to, to patients. If you haven't already been given it, access to it, the documents usually include information about where to reach out to if you have a concern. You deserve the best of care. So don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. If there are aspects of your care that are not working, this is your body. I want to circle back to something you mentioned because I'm a little ashamed to say it's a new concept for me or maybe disappointed to say it's a new concept for me. This, um, this whole role of a, a patient advocate or a patient navigator in a medical or a clinical setting Um how does someone learn about that and then learn how to access it within their own like care system? Because I will admit, I think before I met you, I didn't really realize that was even a resource that was available to us. You can access these resources by calling your insurance company. So rather you're on Badger Care insurance or private insurance through your employer, you have rights and you have an advocate that can help you with that. I would call your insurance company and ask about information about an advocate that can help you through your concerns. Individuals that are receiving Social Security benefits also have advocates who can help work them through the system. So there, there are plenty of health advocates out there, and they're there to help you. And like I said, there's patient resources, there's patient relations, that can also help you if you're going through a difficult time, especially with doctors or with resources. I heard you mention a couple options of uh, ways to prepare for appointments or um, bring in more support with us. So I think you kind of mentioned like having a supportive person along if where possible. I know it's really tough with COVID, but um, do you think it's helpful to be able to bring in a, 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 an additional person who can help listen and help make sure questions are getting answered during appointments? Yes, I do. And right now with COVID, they're not allowing another person to come into the clinic with you. So before COVID, I used to encourage my, my members to definitely have someone there with them. If they couldn't have any person, then I would be there with them. So right now with COVID, I would suggest writing things down before you go to the doctor's office on what you're concerned about. 
Ask as many questions as possible to get information that you need. Do not be afraid, and I mean do not be afraid, that any question that you ask may not be a question that the doctor may be used to hearing. This is your body, and you have control over it. No one can advocate for you but you. I feel like writing questions down is such a great tip as well, because I know for me, I get intimidated, I get flustered, I feel rushed, and I kind of forget this list of things. So that is such a good tip. Um, So we've talked a lot about, you know, ways we can prepare, uh, supportive resources that are available for us. But what do you recommend if we, we use those ways to prepare, we ask all of our questions, and we still don't really feel like our concerns or our questions are being heard? Like, what do, what do we do next if, if we feel like we're really not being listened to or um, having our concerns like adequately addressed? If we feel like we're kind of getting the brush off or some um, incomplete or inadequate answers, what can we as patients do at that point in this sort of imbalanced relationship? Well, you know, you have a right to change doctors if necessary. If you feel like that doctor is not fitting your needs. And this is where I know at UW Health, they have a patient relations department. And that's where you would call them, tell them your concerns, tell them, um, you know, you feel like you, you, need a, you need a different doctor. You don't feel like you're getting adequate care. Because you're, like I keep saying, your body is, is your body. And you have control over what happens to it and what not happens to it. So if you feel like a doctor is not giving you the accurate information, by all means, switch to a different doctor. And I know UW Health has patient relations. I don't know about other um, hospitals and clinics, what they might have, but it's if they don't have what they call patient relations, it's something, it's a department that's geared around um, patient av- advocacy, and that would be the patient relations. I feel like that's also a really important tip. Like if the doctor patient relationship isn't serving you anymore, it's okay. You don't have to keep trying to make it work. It's very fine to get another opinion or to find a new care provider. I always forget that as well. While working at Quartz Health Insurance, I work with members who gave up on their health care and mainly because they feel like their doctor didn't, didn't like them or didn't understand them. And I had to tell them, you know, you have options. You know, you just don't want to sit here and, and let your health decline because of one doctor that you feel is not meeting your needs. So that's where the advocacy part comes in it, in it. We are our best advocates. Reach out to patient relations or to whatever department that can help you, but by all means, get a different doctor. And you, it might it might take you three different times. Who knows? Until you get that right doctor that you feel comfortable with and you feel like understands you and understands your healthcare needs. Yeah. In so many other arenas, we wouldn't just go with the first option that was presented to us, you know, and get quotes to get a roof replaced or like shop around for a good fit of jeans. And so why wouldn't we try to do the same to find a healthcare team that also like meets our needs and is addressing our concerns in a good way. 
So as we kind of approach the end of our conversation today, um, I'm curious, what are your like top three tips for people to help us effectively advocate for ourselves in clinical medical settings? The key three takeaways for anybody who's listening to this episode. Well, whether it's for you or loved one, being a healthcare advocate is important. There are three things that I think that you really should look at when you're talking about advocating. Understand what a procedure or diagnosis entails. Now, you can go to the library. You can look up, get books and look it up. You can Google it on the internet. Um, and you can ask questions to your doctor. You know, explain to me what this is. Why? Are you, what are you going to do when you do this and do that? Um, be very mindful of what's going to happen in, in, in whatever procedure it is. Or even any medications that you're given. Ask about side effects. Ask about, um, um, is there going to be any damage to your liver or any of your internal organs? Uh, speaking up when something feels off, ask questions. Don't ever feel like you're asking too many questions because, again, it's, it's your body. Um, participate as a patient. You need to know that you are the most powerful person in the exam room. You know your body the best. A doctor may tell you that everything's fine but you still don't feel okay. So keep pursuing wanting to know more answers. I still do not feel okay. All these blood work, all these tests come back, say I'm, I'm fine, but I don't feel okay. So you still pursue it, just don't give up. Cheryl, I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I personally feel much more empowered to go into my next appointment prepared and ready to make sure that my questions are being answered, my needs are being met. Um, and I hope the same is true for all of our listeners. Thank you so much for, for speaking with me this afternoon. Oh, you're welcome. And I hope what I've said can help someone. I think it definitely will. Thank you. You're welcome. Join us on the next episode of the Women's Health Cast for a guide to lubricants and vaginal moisturizers with Dr. John Pennycuff. The Women's Health Cast is a production of the UW-Madison Department of OBGYN. This episode was produced and engineered by Rob Garza. You can find the Women's Health Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WISCOBGYN. Let us know how we're doing, rate and review us in your podcast app, and let us know what health issues you'd like to learn about at the link on our podcast page. Thanks for listening.